From the traditional and unceded territory of the Clay Claytone First Nation and the heart of Northern BC, welcome to the CNC Podcast. 50 years, 100,000 alumni. At CNC, we're learning together, changing lives and creating futures. Welcome to the CNC Podcast. I'm Mark Cargillotto. Today, we're talking money and the money that it takes to be able to make it through post-secondary education. The simple fact is there are costs associated with post-secondary education. Tuition, books, having a roof over your head, those sorts of things. Now, at CNC, it's really important for us to make sure that tuition costs remain low. The point there is to make sure that more students can get access to the education that they need. We're also privileged to live in northern British Columbia, where the costs of living can be somewhat lower than those in a major metro center. The simple fact is, though, that finances are a big deal for students, and so we want to unpack that and give you some options. Kimberly Bennett is the team lead for financial aid and awards, and she's going to help us look into money options that don't involve turning pockets inside out or doing a long and potentially uh, fruitless search through couch cushions. So, Kim, welcome to the CNC Podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for having me today. Oh, uh, great that you're here. I'm wondering if you can take us through, it's not possible to say, to give one number of what uh, an education costs. But what are some of the things that factor into that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our programs here at CNC, they vary in cost dependent on what program you're in, obviously. Um, but, you know, there there are some things that we know students need to find a way to pay for. So all students are going to have to pay student fees um, as well as their tuition, um, as well as their books and their supplies. But then there's life as well. Life costs money. So, you know, you have to take into consideration the cost of rent, the cost of fuel if you're, if you're driving a car and not taking the bus, um, food. Um, you, you may have dependents. All of those things add up. And it's very important that students come to post-secondary, um, you know, they come prepared to post-secondary knowing how much their life is going to cost them and how much their school is going to cost them um, because that, at the end of the day, is going to reduce their stress. So what would you say are the main ways that students, in general, would look at uh, uh, at saving money for school? I'm presuming that, you know, you would have funds that uh, that parents, relatives, that sort of thing uh, would give, work that you would uh, get. But what else do you think is important that way? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, many students, uh, you know, can access their RESPs that have been set up beforehand for them. Um, Perhaps you've had a job and you've managed to save your money um, and you're planning to go to school. But a lot of students here at CNC and other institutions um, access student loans. They're a really excellent way for students to be able to attend their courses um, and pursue the career that they want. Um, you know, I was a student. I got student loans. So, you know, they're a really excellent way to get through school. Um, but there are also a number of grants as well that are available to students who do um, also qualify for a student loan. So that's nice because that's money you don't have to pay back potentially. Mm. Um, and then, you know, scholarships and bursaries. CNC has a lot of internal scholarships and bursaries that we offer. And we love to help students apply for them. I love giving away money. But also there's external funders out there, um, such as the Irving K. Barber Society um, 
and some other funders that have a lot of great scholarship and bursary money available for students to to access to attend school. Well, let's talk about scholarships and bursaries for a moment. So within the college, how many awards and and what does it add up to dollar-wise then every year? You know, I don't know the overall value of all the, the dollars and awards that we have, but we do have a significant amount of money here at the college that donors and, and different funders have uh, given to us, you know, wanting to help students be successful and pay for their schooling. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they support CNC and they support uh, students here at the college. And that's that's amazing. Um, we have th- over 300 awards and the, co- you know, the, the value of those awards can vary anywhere from $200 up to $1,500. And if students apply and get a couple awards, if they're managed to be successful and get a couple of awards, that can really add up. Um, and that can really help students get over the hump and be comfortable as they're, as they're going to school in terms of what, uh, the amount of finances they have. So is that key then, that students, you know, well, absolutely students need to apply, mm-hmm. but are students applying then? Or what do we need to do to help them apply? Uh, you know, I, I would love to help students apply and, and students need to apply for the funding. That's why, that's why donors are giving us the, that money is because they want students to apply and to have it. And, and I want to give it away. So if students, you know, want to apply or, or are afraid to apply, I, I encourage them to absolutely come down to my office and I would happily walk them through the process um, of, of applying. We have scholarships, which, you know, are based on uh, academic achievement, but there's also bursaries, which take more into consideration that financial need and that, that life story. So students needn't be afraid to apply on awards thinking that they won't get them. Um, because if every student felt that way and were too afraid to apply on awards, then no students would be applying, right? So, uh, you know, really students, I encourage them to apply on every single award that is available to them mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, see what comes of it. See what comes of it. You may win a few awards and, and wouldn't that be wonderful? And there are deadlines basically through the year to be able to apply? Absolutely. We, we have four different regular deadlines throughout uh, the academic year. Mm-hmm. So we have one at the end of December, another one in February, another one at the end of April, and then one on June 1st. And those just align with the different programs that we have and when they start and end. Um, So I always encourage students to apply on everything they can, but keep their eye on those deadlines. Because what happens is, um, you know, donors come to us all the time and we create new awards that might get snuck in there after December 31st, after February 28th. And so it's important that students always keep their eye on that awards board just to see if something new popped up that they could apply on. And you actually go to classes to be able to talk to students about this then. How, how do you find the receptionist when you go and do that? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, the, the, when I get the chance to go into a classroom and present and actually show students exactly uh, what it looks like when they're going to log into the system, this is the type of information you're going to need to have on hand um, to, to fill out your student information and then start applying on awards. It kind of demystifies that whole process, right? So it's a little bit less scary for students. Um, and it's really not a hard it's, it's really not hard to do, but if you are struggling, you know, that's why student services is there. That's why financial aid and awards people are there or to help students, you know, navigate that system, um, demystify it a little bit, make it easier, less scary. And then, you know, hopefully we get all students applying on awards. Now, tell me about some of the grants you were mentioning a little bit earlier, too. So can you give me some examples of grant money that that might be coming up and that that's not necessarily an award? Sure. So I always like to talk about, you know, when students apply on student loans, if they if they are eligible for a student loan, there are a number 
of grants that they're also assessed for at the same time um, that they may be eligible for. So, you know, grants such as the BC Access Grant, um, you know, there are some other grants through the Canadian federal government that you're automatically assessed for um, and you may receive. And that's wonderful, too, because that's a large amount of money that you don't have to pay back. So just because you took out a student loan and you got, say, $10,000 for um, for a semester, that doesn't mean you have to pay back all that $10,000. Some of that money might be grant money that you were assessed for, which is excellent. Um you know, students who have disabilities, there are a number of grants that are available to them, too, through that system or through the, you know, the student ABC system. Um, so it's really important that people really explore their different options. And I always direct them to go to that student ABC website because, you know, there is a lot there are a lot of options for students even out, you know, like that come as part and parcel of a student loan that is really important for students to know about. Now, can you tell me about the stress that sometimes not necessarily having enough money creates and, and also the time, the time of year, I think you had mentioned at one point, potentially exam period could be a really tough point. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I always, I always tell students, you know, if I can talk to them before they start <laughs> is to congrats, you're coming to school. That's really awesome. Have you taken the time to budget and find out, you know, really figure out how much each month of your life is going to cost you as you're going to school. What's your tuition going to cost? But also, what does your rent cost? What is your food going to be? What are your monthly expenses going to look like? Because often students, you know, if they haven't figured that out, they might get their student loan or they might, you know, spend a little bit too much. And then suddenly December rolls around <laughs> and they're in the middle of their their final exams and they're worrying about, um, you know, how they're going to feed themselves or how they're going to put fuel in their vehicle. And that's the last thing we want. We don't want students to be in the midst of writing their exams, worrying about also their funds. Um, you know, that's not what we want. Um but there's always also unexpected things that can happen. We cannot predict the future. And so a lot of the times, well, you know, unfortunately, and we've all experienced it, we have an unexpected expense come up that we didn't, we didn't anticipate, you know, the, my car tire blew up or, uh, you know, something along that lines. And so CNC does have emergency funding that is available to students. It's not, you know, it's for that one time kind of unexpected hardship that we can provide to a student um, to get them over that hump to really, you know, okay, we're going to get you out to next month and you'll, you'll be comfortable. You'll be okay. So students can come see us if they're in that kind of situation. We can see what we can do for them. Yeah. And uh, my understanding was too, that there was some COVID-19 emergency funding and that I, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably done by now, but no, no still remains yeah, available. we, we still have some funding available, you know, COVID has ebbed and flowed, but mm. we haven't, you know, we, we've been through some waves and, you know, those hardships haven't gone away for everybody. And we're fortunate to still have some of that funding left over. Um, so if students are experiencing hardship, you know, definitely come and speak to us because we do have some funding available. Do you think there is a reluctance to speak that, that maybe people don't want to because they... They don't want to admit that maybe that they had a little bit of difficulty with uh, with some money or they maybe spent a little too much than at, at one point in that and found themselves in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I And I totally understand that. And there's also, you know, sometimes students just don't know that they're allowed to come and talk to us about that. They don't realize that, hey, potentially financial aid can help me get 
through this situation that I'm in. So I, I always encourage students to just come talk to us. We don't have all the answers. We can't, you know, we can't magically, um, you know, save all your financial woes, but we can certainly help you and tell you what your options are. So make that it you a bit can, easier. Well, make it a bit easier. Um, you know, maybe we find options that you didn't know existed for you. And, and that's the information you needed to, you know, go confidently forward. So, so basically budget as best you can, but make absolutely. sure that you reach out if you need that help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, and I can help you budget too. So if you, if you need help budgeting, if that's a mystery to you, come see me. And I'll uh, I might be out. tapping you on the shoulder then with that too. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you do. Fair enough then. Absolutely. Well, thanks a lot for this, Kim. And we hope that some people will be knocking on your door to look for some financial advice and financial aid options that might be available to them as well. I hope so too. Thank you very much, Mark. For more about CNC's programs, visit our website, cnc.bc.ca. Thank you to Taryn Johnson and Dustin Ruth for producing the CNC podcast. We welcome your comments and ideas for episodes. Please contact us at communications at cnc.bc.ca. Thanks for listening to the CNC podcast and have a great day.